0: Welcome to Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. Our mission is to empower, inspire, and mentor people to reclaim their health and become self-reliant in their fitness. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Hogue. Joined with me is my co-host, Annabelle Rios. All right, Annabelle, we are going live in three, two, one. So so what do I do now? <laughs> I don't know. how that
1: feels. <laughs> I feel like we got, uh, what's his name? Well, from Talladega Nights, I think, I don't know what to do with my hands now. What do I do?
0: I I don't know if I like that. uh, Yeah, you
1: took my line. I'm kidding. So, (laughs) okay, guys. You know what time it is. It's time for you guys to give us some love (laughs) on the social medias. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Twitter definitely needs some love. I won't even mention how many followers we have or don't have. Or don't
0: have, it more <laughs> like it. But check out The Lean Tree
1: and, you know, give it some love on the podcast, too. Like, subscribe, you that, know.
0: They just did a study <laughs> that showed if you don't follow the podcast, you're a loser.
1: Yeah, I think your testosterone uh, drops a little bit, too.
0: Testosterone? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, bad bad <laughs> juju and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, Man, I, I almost lost it last episode when you called Dr- drake duraki <laughs> and call him a prophet <laughs> <laughs> i know you would mentioned that like a couple months ago that you're like i want to i want to bring that into a podcast at some point yeah I th- i'll
1: figure out I'll get it in there <laughs> i
0: i thought that one was that was pretty good
1: and the timing was too perfect you know it was almost like it was god's plan <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh
0: all right <laughs> enough about duraki um myth conception series we are on Guess this is number three. We've done running and deadlifting. We can't count, guys. Yeah,
1: we're we're we're
0: doing it. Um, and today we're going to talk about is squatting bad for you? Specifically, squat, squat. Is it bad for your knees? Is it bad for your back? Uh, most people just say bad in general, but we'll kind of maybe they say do. more knees and back. Um, so yeah, that's what we'll be covering today. Should be a fun one. Lots of uh research to kind of go over and uh hopefully some good application because that's that's the main thing we want people to get out of this is be able to learn get the right mindset and knowledge but then also you know be able to apply be able to get yeah continue no on definitely. their journey should i should i s- squat or should i not squat is squatting bad for me or is it not to bad squat
1: for me? or not to squat that is the question
0: a little uh almost a <laughs> beethoven <laughs> <laughs> shakespeare <laughs> i got a i got a good question for you Annibal. all right it's a loaded one. It. one here we go why do people skip leg day? It's joked about.
1: Yeah, it's a thing. <coughs> it's I like, skipped it a it's lot. like, bro, do you just want to skip it and get another chest workout in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why
0: not? Is it an international chest day? <laughs> Every day. day. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing the 100 push-up challenge. We're not doing the 100 squat challenge. Maybe I
1: mean, who would? I just feel like it's not as fun.
0: We're also speaking from a guy perspective. From a
1: guy perspective. It's not as fun. Uh <clears throat> little vanity here, but just your legs are always covered, man.
0: Your legs are always covered.
1: Even in short season you can't even see it.
0: Only your calves show, and those are genetic. And yeah, those know? are the ones you don't want to show. <laughs> For some people. Myself. Um <coughs> Yeah, I think uh I also think it's hard. It's so hard. It does I I mean <laughs> when we were doing Bulgarians this morning, it takes a certain level of fortitude to hit that fourth set. It, sometimes <laughs> even that third sometimes even start. When your legs are, sh- you know, shaking and, um, you know, feeling like you're about to collapse, mm-hmm. that's an uncomfortable feeling.
1: Yeah, when you get the wobbles, it's
0: not fun. You don't know what to do.
1: And then let's say you're like, I think I'm going to lay in bed a little bit longer.
0: So if you don't if you don't know what Nordic hamstring curls are, they're the best but they're the worst. And uh, Annable calls them what do you call them? Gorilla curls. Gorilla curls because as soon as you get done with that exercise, you're going to be walking around like a little gorilla. Yeah, just you can't
1: even walk normal.
0: <laughs> your legs are always bent. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. It is joked about. Um, I think it is hard. It I is think hard it's hard. It's not as fun, flashy. Not um, flashy. But I mean, there's a lot of people that love it and do it, um, but it is kind of one of those joked about things where yeah, people I think, skip it.
1: I think we're talking about this briefly, but generally speaking, most guys prefer working on their upper body and most girls prefer working on the lower half.
0: Generally. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with saying that. I think if you did a, you know, a survey, I think that would hold true. Or if you just look at, you didn't have to do a survey, you could just look at people's workout routines and, you know, see what they're doing.
1: <laughs> You're going guys, chess, chess. And a little bit more chest across. Legs, legs, and a little bit more legs. I saw, <laughs> I saw this thing one time that it
0: was, it was like a, it was a joke. It was a girl workout. I was like, legs, glutes, glutes, legs, glutes. <laughs> like, different days. It was yeah, really funny. that's funny. Uh, So, yeah, it, it's, people skip it. We're just kind of having a fun time with that question. But um, <coughs> one thing that I hear in the clinic a lot. So, when people are having some knee pain and, they're pretty much you know they don't squat even though they squat every day to get in and out of chairs into the toilet and all that kind of stuff you're constantly squatting but they don't they don't see it like that after
1: i I don't squat so i'm okay right doc
0: so you stand all day or you sit all day you never get up or down anyway and i'll be like hey your um your legs are pretty pretty weak you know your your quad muscle uh I think that's why you're having some, some like this of this anterior anterior knee pain going on, and like, oh no, it. I'm not weak. I I go on walks. I hear that very very regular regularly.
1: Hmm. Would you say? this Came to my, across my mind. If you, if your legs are so weak, and you can barely move your own bo- own body, it's almost like you're going for a PR every single time that you're doing basic tasks, and that's why it might be leading to
0: more injuries. It could be. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily PR. Know, I, I but mean, you you got to know how hard a PR is. Yeah. To, uh, but, you know, it could be within like a five rep max, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I don't know. It just came to mind. I thought, like, wow, if you're really that weak, it could be that you're you're trying to move some serious weight and you're not trained for it.
0: Uh, yeah, that's true. Hmm. So um, is like running or walking as good as squatting? It's kind of like – so that's what I hear a lot. Oh, I run or I squat or I walk but I don't really need to work my legs out because I, I do those things. Yeah, I'm already hitting them. I'm already hitting them. Mm-hmm. And and really, you know, running and walking, they're not really for leg strength or hypertrophy. You know, they're great exercises. Do not get me wrong. Uh, walking and running is... I agree. You know, a way to, obviously for your cardiovascular system, it's a way to burn some calories. It's, it's definitely good for your heart and brain. There yeah. are pl- tons of studies that show cardio activities like that. But i mean an example look at a marathon runner for, for
1: strengths you know yeah it's really gonna make you stronger
0: yeah look at a marathon runner's legs and look at like a bodybuilder or someone who works their legs out with weights there's a night and day difference
1: i think too uh, people might be complaining the when you first start working out mm-hmm. right you do feel like you're you're building your muscle you're a little bit sore true but that's only at first after at first. that first few weeks it's it's kind of gone
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess if you weren't on a walking program and then you got on a walking program, yeah, you might—you'll probably gain like a little bit of strength, maybe a little bit of size, maybe a little bit. Uh, But those are what we call newbie gains. Yeah, but then it's gone. uh, But then it's gone, and you actually have to train more specifically.
1: Progressive
0: overload. Progressive overload, like we said in previous episode, or even that phrase, "How you train is how you gain." Mm -hmm. So you're not going to gain leg strength if you're not doing leg strengthening exercises walking and running is not a leg strengthening type of exercise yeah still great for you but just not the same (coughs) you'll get better at walking and running yeah so i wanted to bring that up because that is a common one that i get in the clinic is well i don't need to squat because i walk or i run and then another one that gets brought up is some not all the time i'm not going to say this is like every time but some people will be like well what about sprinters they're pretty big, you know, they're pretty, you know, developed people. Oh, true, yeah. Um, and again, there's, there is – there is sprinting is different than long-distance running or walking. Like, it just is. Different um,
1: muscles, or not the muscles, but uh, what's it called?
0: Uh, well, you're tapping into different energy sources. That's it. Yep. And then also you have, like, your fast twitch muscles versus, like, your slow twitch. So, like, your fast twitch muscles, if you train them – like, if you train a muscle more explosively, you're going to be tapping more into the fast twitch muscles – fast twitch muscles are are typically bigger than slow twitch slow twitch are like your (coughs) long endurance Mm -hmm. um long duration type stuff low intensity uh they don't have to be as big they just have to be efficient at um getting energy so they use what we'd call so like long walking long running you're going to use what's called the oxidative system and that's where you get your primary source of what we call ATP. We just code for energy mm-hmm. <coughs> um, because that's long-term. <coughs> Sorry, my cough is still back. That's long-term. It's low intensity. Uh, they don't have to be big. But if you're a sprinter and you are tapping into having to contract those muscles really forcefully, really quickly, it's short-term, it's high-intensity, um, you're going to be getting energy. You're going to ATP from a different source. It's from the phosphagen system. Uh, you're just you're tapping into two different things, yeah. So they're not you can't really compare sprinting with long distance running. And plus, plus sprinters work out; they lift weights. Most most marathoners or long distance runners do not lift weights. That tip, broad speaking, yeah,
1: I, w- I would agree with that.
0: Um, yeah. Any thoughts on that one, Annabelle? No,
1: I because I, I <clears throat> that's what I was thinking about the fast twitch, slow twitch. You're training more explosive.
0: Yeah, so. <coughs> how you train is how you gain. So walking and uh, and running is not the same as squatting or even using, uh, you know, more like power or strength movements. Um, so it it kind of gets interesting. It's why do people think that squatting is bad for their knees or for their back? You know, what do you think?
1: Hmm. Probably their knees are crackling.
0: <laughs> yeah, some people's knees do kind of. What we call the Rice Krispies? It's called crepidus. Just like the, the Rice Krispies.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I've never heard of that. You that's know, like, funny. You know,
0: yeah, um, yeah, it could be that. I think a big one is uh, is fear. Yeah, you know, like whenever you may- maybe they did have a past experience and they did maybe like tweak their knee or hurt their back. <coughs> you know, and that can play into in the future. Like, oh man, this one time, you know, I hurt myself or I had some pain and that builds up that kind of this fear uh, towards that movement mm. and I do think a lot of times when people think squatting they are thinking like putting a barbell on your back and squatting not just the yeah. the movement pattern itself like without weight you know like an air squat like that is squatting too uh, I, I think sometimes people don't really think of it that way um,
1: well I think too is that people, immediately think of you squatting I don't know two times your body weight right from the get-go and also not having the right technique barbell squatting that is but there like you said there's so many variations to mm-hmm. it and if done properly it's gonna be help it's gonna help <coughs> we squat every single day
0: every day if you're sitting down right now listening to this and then you stand up you just did at least part of an you know concentric portion of a squat boom boom um so uh, this is like a chicken or the egg argument here. In last episode with deadlifts, we we hypothesized that you know deadlifts aren't the problem, uh, that they're they could potentially even be the solution because we want to make the back stronger, you know that type of mm-hmm. argument. So then the question comes in: Are people's knees hurting because they're squatting, or like is the opposite true? Their knees are hurting because they don't squat. And now like when they start squatting again like they already now have that knee pain and now they're associating the knee pain with that up and down movement Mm, very true so uh, it's almost like i wonder if people squatted more if they would have preventative number one like they'll have less knee pain in the future but even if they do have knee pain currently if you can dissociate and not think about the pain that you're currently experiencing with squatting as the mechanism but as the solution
1: yeah. It's like, we're putting the blame on the wrong thing. God, we were talking on the last episode.
0: Yeah. I think just like the last episode. Yeah. Um, and again, <coughs> listen to the last episode. We talk about, um, injuries and, and sports like per 100 hour participation hours. And man, lifting weights is really, really low on the list. If I'm remembering correctly, it was like point zero zero six or point zero zero eight per 100 participation hours. Like it's, very low injury rates compared to like soccer or rugby.
1: You know what would be interesting though? Hmm. Speaking of injury rates, because a lot of people say, Oh, well, I don't want to do it because I don't want to get hurt. But <coughs> what's the injury rate if you don't squat, if you don't deadlift?
0: So that's a. Uh,
1: I know we don't have the numbers, but it just came to mind. It's like, because a lot of times, Oh, well, I don't want to do it because I'm going to get hurt. But what if you don't do it? You're probably more likely. Oh, well,
0: 100% more likely. I
1: don't know what the number is. I don't know what the time scale looks like. But I don't
0: know if there's any studies, but just off the top of my head what i'm thinking here is i wonder if there could be something where you do a survey and you find out how many people actually exercise like are doing some form of cardio some form of weightlifting. Mm-hmm. uh so you take that percentage of i guess it would have to be like either the u.s population or something like that sure and then <laughs> you find out the percentage of people that are having like knee pain
1: yeah I think knee pain and lower back pain that we talked about are very common things that everybody, as they get old, like, oh, my knees are always hurting. My back's always hurting.
0: Right. I mean, I see a lot of total knee replacements in the clinic. And we rehab a lot of those because people are...
1: But don't worry. I'm not squatting, though, so...
0: <laughs> yeah. And again, is the joint worn out or resting out? We talked about that a couple episodes mm-hmm. ago. Um, plug to go look at another episode. Um. But let's let's l- let's take a dive into this let's yeah. l- let's look into um so we obviously don't think squatting's bad for your knees we're going to get into some form here in a second we're going to say uh, some progressions and stuff like that um but what i do see a lot of is people will go well i'll just do the leg press works the same muscles right i don't need a squat i can just go do the leg press what do you think about that animal i would say
1: maybe at first.
0: Yeah, when poten- you first start or not? Potentially. Potentially. Yeah.
1: Um it's easier to learn.
0: Yeah, you just sit down. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you just sit down and put your legs on the thing and push. <laughs> yes. So it, uh, it, no, it is easier 100%. Yeah.
1: Maybe you don't want to have the stability to do a barbell squat or some of the other squats at first, but that shouldn't be the end goal. You don't want to like press the rest of your life. <coughs> Maybe do it until you can get to your own body weight Yeah. while you're, while also we're not doing one of these other things
0: on top of that. Like one of a, a progression of a barbell back squat yeah. that we'll get to later. I, I totally agree. Um. <coughs> the squat movement pattern itself is obviously the most functional. Like we mm-hmm. said, when you're sitting down, standing up every day, you got to pick something up the floor. You can either do the hip hinge pattern, like the deadlift, or you can squat down to pick it up. If it's lighter and um, numerous, numerous studies have found that squatting is one of the best exercises to improve quality of life since it recruits multiple muscle groups into one singular movement. So this is like, it's really not even debatable. Like, hundreds of studies have found that squatting is one of the best quality of life predicted because man how many patients do I work with where I have to help them get up out of a chair and like once they get standing and they can kind of start walking again but they can't they can't even lift their own body weight out of a chair wow like they need that help Um, they must have squatted a lot back in the day they they must have you know they must have been too much squat barbell (laughs) squatting and that's why they're in the condition they're in No, but seriously, that's now that you say the whole PR thing, I'm actually thinking, you know, that's actually kind of true because I mean, think about it. If you're really weak, you can't get up and you need assistance. You can't even do your own body weight. That is a shooting for a PR every time you almost, yeah.
1: And it makes sense why you would get hurt.
0: So knowing that if you can stay on top of that and kind of be squatting as you age. man, it's going gonna, it's gonna to totally increase your quality of life where you don't have to have assistance. Yeah, and then they say,
1: well, I don't want to be in the gym all day, but like, listen, just get to where you can do, what would we say, 1.5 of your body weight uh, on yeah, a bar? That, yeah, that's kind of a general.
0: A 1.5 times your body weight is what's considered good, good. Good, like, like but. That's, that's, real, that's good. That's really good. That's not going to be like, I'm going to enter a powerlifting meet and win. Yeah,
1: but for the average Joe.
0: For the average Joe. Or if Jill. You, if it, or, <laughs> or Jill. Uh, that'll be a really good you know, weight to try and work up to.
1: Yeah, it's just like get to that, sustain it.
0: Um, and we actually were talking about this morning about closed-chained exor- exercises versus open-chain. Oh, yes. So the leg press is what's called an open-chain exercise, which essentially means like whatever uh, – so like depending on your legs or your arms – is <laughs> doing the movement. So like your body's staying still – But your legs are moving through space versus squatting which your legs are fixed to the ground so it's closed so to speak and your body's moving through space um you know look up close chain versus open chain which recruits more muscle close chain close chain all all day close chain so that's why doing pull-ups your hands are fixed on the bar and you're pulling your body through space versus a lap pull down is easier because your body's staying fixed Mm -hmm. and you're moving your arms through space plus you can kind of scale the weight but you'll recruit more muscle, get stronger doing pull-ups than with lat pull-downs.
1: So overall, generally try to incorporate more closed chains. I'm not saying don't do any open chain, but when you program, try to incorporate more closed chain.
0: Yeah, so that's why we would say that even like a box squat, like just squatting down to a, a bench or a, a chair or something is greater <coughs> than the leg press because you're moving your own body through space. You can say that it's more functional because you could do that on a daily basis and how you train is how you gain, so to speak. Yeah. Um, But I do want to kind of quote from a study found by Klossworth et al. So it compared the squat to the leg press on strength and speed in athletes. So this is not even looking at, you know, older individuals' quality of life. This is like athlete athletes. Mm -hmm. And they found that the squat intervention group had statistically significant gains in jumping and strength versus the leg press group. Um, so they, they had one, uh, group do, uh, obviously like leg press, no squats. And the other do squats and no leg press, uh, and the, the group that did the, like the barbell back squat, yeah. significant gains and not just their vertical jump, but also strength in general, like how much weight they could actually do. So we're not, Annabelle and I are not trying to say the leg press is a bad exercise. <laughs> we're saying use it. Here it is. In addition. Yes. Not as a substitute. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to say that again. Use the leg press as an addition, not a substitute. But Cam, I can't back barbell back squat yet. Or I got hurt before. I got Okay, squat your own body weight to a chair and then back up again. We're going to talk about progressions here in a minute. Yeah. But you can do that. I have 89-year-olds in the clinic squatting to a chair for three sets of 10. They can do that. I even give them weight. turns into a goblet squat. Anyway, you can do that. And then yeah. use leg press in addition. Um, again, it's hard to talk about form on a podcast cause it's all audio and you can't see, we'll do a video, we'll do video, but I think, you know, there's obviously a lot of debate about proper squat form, you know, do high the,
1: bar, low bar.
0: Yeah. Do the feet need to be externally rotated straight? How wide are your stance going to be? Are you going to be more vertical torso, more, uh, forward torso? Do you need your head to look up towards the ceiling? Do you want to look straight ahead, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, But I think a good place to start is to actually talk about what is bad form. So, like, sometimes we might not always agree on what good form is, but (coughs) we can kind of all agree on what bad form is. Um, So, again, another study by Silvio et al. Um, So, they found extreme positions of the feet should be avoided. So, you don't want to be way too wide, and you don't want to be way too narrow. Because, um, basically... Since the hips and the knees, it's basically going to put more stress on the hips mm. and the knees if you're, like, too wide or too narrow. Um, Instead of on the muscle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which also can lead to injury because you're going to put that joint in an unstable position. Does that make – like, so if you were to yeah. really get your legs wide and squat down, you're like, whoa, I feel that, you know, right up in my hips. Or if I go too narrow, I feel that more in my knees. And I'm not saying there's not a place for that, but if we're just talking generally – Bad form is you don't want to be too wide or too narrow. Um, you know, feet around shoulder width apart, regardless of what you're doing with your toes. <coughs> um, another thing is what we call excessive lumbar lordosis. That's like where you're really arching your low back. So you're not keeping your back neutral. So you're not rounding your low back, but you're excessively arching your low back. Oh, okay. So, why you don't want to do that. Um, because, okay. So if the flying, if the spine is flexed, so you're kind of rounding your low back, this actually can cause some shearing force on the vertebrae. Um, and then if it's like, if you're too arched, um, like kind of that excessively extended position, it can comply, it can, uh, do more compression force mm-hmm. through the back. Both, you don't, you really don't want too much shear and you don't want too much compression, like depending on how the vertebrae are sitting you want your back to be pretty much like flexed neutrally kind of between the two extremes. So that's, you know, that's one thing you don't want to totally arch or totally round. That's kind of looked at as, you know, not good form. Hmm. Um, Oh, here's an interesting one. So this was the journal of strength and conditioning. Yeah. (coughs) They said to avoid, breathing in on the way down and breathing out on the way up you know that
1: that is something that that people
0: tell you breathe in breathe out
1: even on on the bench even on the deadlift on any lift they always tell you hold it and then on the way back up breathe out it's gonna help you
0: yeah this is this one uh, this is this is actually a myth this one is a myth. myth You know, maybe if you're doing some barbell curls or something like that. We're doing two myths in one episode. Brought to you by Here The is. Hero's Journey. Let's go, people. <laughs> <laughs> so the Journal of uh, Strength and Conditioning found that if you actually give yourself intra abdominal pressure, called IAP, uh, it actually serves to alleviate those vertebral forces. So like you're as you're bracing your stomach and you're providing that. Uh, intradominal pressure is actually protecting the spine. Wouldn't you even say supporting it? It's supporting the spine. It's not allowing that shear. It's not allowing that compressive forces. And you're going to most likely have to be in a neutral spinal position to be able to brace like that. If you're in those two extremes, it's really hard to kind of get intradominal bracing. Um, so what that does is it creates that kind of balloon that is in front of the spine. We might say anterior to the spine. And it helps to create that, uh, as we said, to prevent that compression. Um, so one of the godfathers of PT, Stuart McGill, he found that if he had uh, some clients or patients in a study hold their breath and create that uh, intra abdominal pressure, it reduced the load on the spine. I can, we can, you know, message us if you want all these sources or whatever, um, but make sure you breathe at the top. That's what, that's what, oh, gets yeah. <laughs> that's where, that's where people get, Hung up on is like don't you get ha- to breathe. Once you get to the top of the rep, is when you actually take your breath and settle. You don't hold your breath for multiple reps.
1: Please don't do that. I've done that before and you will potentially pass out.
0: That's when people pass out. Yep. Yeah. So I think sometimes to avoid that, people say, you know, breathe in, breathe out. Kind of blah 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 but what you really want to do especially if you're doing the big lifts deadlifts squats bench press whatever you want to take a deep breath in you want to hold that compressive force down and up and once you get to the top of the rep you breathe out Mm -hmm. and then you reset hold down up and repeat and repeat and that is going to keep the back in great alignment It's going to help protect it you're going to have less chance of injury um just make sure you breathe at the top Please breathe. So this is also where a uh, lifting belt, a weightlifting belt can be super helpful because what you do is you breathe and you brace into the belt.
1: Oh, I guess maybe <clears> we can <throat> clarify that a little bit. So if you don't use a belt, you brace, you kind of suck your stomach in.
0: And you kind of force out. You're yeah. creating that pressure.
1: But in a belt, you do the opposite, right? You're, you're more pushing out.
0: Um. Both you kind of push out. Both you want to create the pressure, like the oh. balloon going out. Okay. Yeah, and basically the belt gives you that cue. It's like it's 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 cueing the muscles to push into it. Mm. So it's the same thing you do without it, but it just gives you a little bit of. Uh, it's almost like a little cheat. It Kind of helps you uh, helps you contract. Yeah. Um. You don't use a belt for just external support only. You don't just strap that thing around and you don't do any uh, intra abdominal bracing and you just think that. The support is what's going to protect your back. That's not how you use a belt. You use the belt to brace into. I think that's a
1: good point because I know back in the day when I used to belt, I was not holding, breathing, doing all these different motions. It was just like, all right, the belt itself is doing all the work.
0: Yes man another myth we're no. busting
1: myths today aren't we
0: Busting them li- we're a uh, myth busters here <laughs> um so yeah honestly those two things right there will really reduce your chance of hurting your back with the barbell back squat and um, we're not you will have way less likely of a chance of hurting your back just doing box squats goblet squats you know air squats anything like that mm-hmm. um but yeah if you're going to put some load on your back it is so important to enter it to have that intra abdominal bracing pressure, potentially using a belt to brace into, breathing at the top, it's going like it totally helped my low back. Like I, I think I said last episode, deadlifting helped my low back. But my back used to hurt squatting, and as soon as I actually learned how to breathe correctly, totally helped. Oh, I
1: I agree completely.
0: Um, another thing. So while we don't think that squatting is bad for your knees, we're just gonna we're gonna say that. Yeah. Sometimes, if you are already having knee pain you could potentially do what we call the low bar squat over the high bar squat. Uh, and what that will technically do is it doesn't allow your knees to go as far over your toes. And that's not a bad thing for your knees to go over your toes. I'm not saying that by any means. I think it's actually probably pretty good to have your knees go over your toes in certain exercises. But if you're loading up a heavy back squat, um, and you already have knee pain, this could potentially um, help with that because you're sitting and leaning more forward versus standing more upright. If you're more upright, your knees are more likely to go over your toes. If you're more bent over your glutes are more likely to shoot back and your knees are less likely to go over your toes. That was long winded, but just saying if you already have knee pain, potentially a low bar squat, um, we do want to get you in that knees over toe position, but we might need to start with more like maybe split squats or, um, like eccentric step downs, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. We've been going through a lot already. But.
1: No, I think it's been good. We, were, we needed a couple of days, and now we'll go over some.
0: Yeah, we got some progressions. Progressions to to help. for people. So we do want to say not all people are ready <coughs> to put the barbell on their back and start squatting. And that's okay? And that's okay. Because, you know, improper in form, increasing the, the weight or the load, too quickly, that can lead to knee pain. We're not that. We're not uh, ignorant of the fact that people have hurt themselves doing some of these exercises, and that's where the stereotype comes from, mm-hmm. where the myth comes from. So, absolutely, you can hurt yourself if you don't have the correct form, and you think, "Oh, well, I did 200 pounds when I was in high school, so let me start with that." It's like, bro, you're gonna get hurt. Yeah. Don't <laughs> do that. Um, but I think if we start with the progression, something that's easier, and by easier it means like it takes less strength takes less mobility, takes less what we call motor control, like your body being mm-hmm. be able to kind of move itself through space um, and you progress, then you'll be ready. First one is super simple, squatting to a box and getting back up, squatting to a chair and getting back up. People, this is the simplest thing you can do. I have 80 to nine-year-olds in the clinic doing this. It's super easy, but that is squatting get a mirror, look at yourself in the mirror, maybe set up a phone on the side, look at your angle, you know, see, kind of play around with stance with, see what feels good to you. That kind of thing. Well, you can, if you can do three sets of 10, you're ready for the next progression. The next progression, take that box out of the way. (coughs) And then you're just squatting and coming back up. So the box is removed obviously, but you still want to kind of go down to where it would be potentially lower. I don't know. And play around with that form it's going to be a little harder it's going to take a little bit more control because you don't have that cueing of when to stop and that little break at the bottom but you know you might have to start with quarter squats and then go all the way to parallel where the where the box might be um but that would be the next progression is just doing an air squat squatting your body weight through space okay next one goblet squat it's an air squat while you're holding weight (laughs) super simple i mean this sounds so simple
1: I think it's so good for people, um, especially when you're starting. You don't know how to progress, what you need to do, and this is like a good step-by-step. <coughs> step.
0: Yes. Grab a weight. Maybe you grab. Uh, you can, Honestly, you can probably start with a 10-pound weight. I'm just going to tell you. Start at a 10-pound weight. Grab a 10-pound kettlebell, 10-pound dumbbell. Uh, if you can do three sets of 10, increase the weight by 10 pounds. You're going to get to the point where you might be holding 30, 40, maybe 50 pounds at that point. That's what the barbell weighs, and that's when you're going to want to start putting it on your back.
1: I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask, okay, so when, when would you tell somebody to move forward? And that's good
0: Yeah, you can do the bar. And then you know, obviously some people might have weak arms, which would be a cue to start hitting the weights for your arms. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, once you get to 35 to 45 pounds, I think it's time to start putting the barbell on your back. As a barbell weighs 45 pounds, you can do a training bar, which is about 35 pounds if your gym has. If your gym has one, yeah. now it's time to put that sucker on your back. So, at this point, you were able to do your body weight <coughs> to a chair, then your body weight through space, and then holding a weight through space, and now you're ready to put it on your back. <coughs> now, when out, now, with it being on your back, you can start to increase the load because your back can hold a lot more than your arms, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, so, I would say once you can... So, basically, you could do that progression right there and be fine the rest of your life you might not even have to get into some of these other progressions because like stopping at back squat, you could stop at back squat at this point, but we know that there are athletes out there, crossfitters, um, sprinter, you know, uh, you know, athletes out there where, um, you know, they might want to do a little bit more front squats, which a front squat is you have the barbell racked on the front of your shoulders Mm -hmm. with your hands on it and your elbows up. um, This is harder, obviously, because the weight is placed in front of your body versus behind your body. You can do less weight, but it does take um, more like neuromuscular coordination and core strength than the back squat. It also takes more mobility. You're going to have to have more ankle mobility, more hip mobility. This one is going to put your knees more in front of your toes, which can be good to strengthen that position. But some people might not be ready ever for this, which is fine. If you can get the back squat, that's great
1: would you say it could replace the back squat or is it kind of like we were talking about the leg press where it's just,
0: Oh, um, they're just different. I think yeah. front squats are great, especially if you're again, getting into like Olympic lifting where you have to be able to get into that front rack position mm-hmm. where you have to be more vertical with some of those like power cleans and snatches and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's good for, um, definitely if you're in the sport of CrossFit, you got to be able to do some front squats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I would just say in general, uh, a lot of athletes would benefit from, you know, mixing up back squat w- in with front squats to help with like the different planes, like the, the barbell being on the back versus the barbell being in front of the body, mm-hmm. um, to just kind of mix the load up. <clears throat> now this one, I can't even, I really can't even do this one with good form and that's the overhead squat where you're holding, you know, a stick or potent- most likely the barbell over your head while you squat because that, that that's one next is, level. That's next level because not only do you you have to have, you know, full mobility from head to toe because you not only do you have to have good back extension, shoulder movement, um ankle, all that kind of stuff. You have to have really good trunk control because you know, you got a bunch of weight over your head. <laughs> yeah. Um again, who's who who would need to do something like this? Again, if you're a crossfitter some Olympic sort lifter. of Oli- Olympic lifter. Again, we told people you can stop at the barbell back squat. These are just progressions that are harder because it takes either more balance more control more stability all that kind of stuff and then the last one would be like a one-legged pistol squat and sometimes people can do pistol squats while holding weights and you know any unilateral move that's yeah. going to be harder but again you don't have to get to these these are just progressions um bec- uh, uh, determining on or depending on like the difficulty so
1: now uh we try doing pistol squats, man. That's, that's hard.
0: I, I can only really do them assisted. I need like a little bit of, you know, support to kind of keep my balance and my, my ankle dorsiflexion stinks. I can't really, I just fall backwards. Cause I, I don't have the mobility. I could yeah. work on that, but I like just doing, I like doing the first couple of progressions. I like doing goblet squats, front squats and back squats. I don't really, yeah. for me personally, I don't need to do those other things, but for others they might want to do those things. And you know, that's what you'd progress yeah, up option. to It's an option so what does all this mean man squatting (coughs) is one of the most not, not only functional but best exercises to increase your strength it's great for in the rehab setting because it's so functional where we need to be able to move the body through space there's so many variations that can suit a person's like where they are with their strength where they are with their mobility where they are with their balance how to like load it yeah um All those things, you can avoid knee pain. There's so many variations where you can avoid it, but also as that knee pain gets better, then you want to work into those knees over toes positions where you can actually start getting stronger in that range of motion. I think that's something that people need to understand is you need to
1: know where you're at. Yes. Maybe if you're, okay, well, I don't know where I'm at. Try doing a bot squat. Yeah. If you can do it, good. If you can't, okay, you know. And same thing with everything. Some of these might take a few months, guys. I know we kind of went through them quickly, but some of these progressions might take a l- little bit longer than you probably wanted to, and that's where you want to take it take it slow, still try to progress, and and then eventually get to that back squat.
0: Absolutely. You got anything else, Anibal?
1: No, that's all I got,
0: Doc. That's all I got, too. So um, remember, if you're ever not following us, give us a follow, and uh, remember, you're a human. Uh, we should not seek perfection, but daily improvement. All right, Yes.